I don't like that intro. I got. I have not worked on what this intro is going to be. I haven't worked on it really much either, so it's all good. Okay. Uh, how we, I think how we work on things is not working, Bono. And we're going to get Hope for the best. <laughs> like, oh, we'll figure this one out. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Loy Lee, and this is the Edwin San Juan Loy Show. Lee. Give it up for Edwin San Juan. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey. It's good to be back. Don't look at the camera. I'm looking at you and the <laughs> camera, yeah, and I'm looking at me, and I don't like what I look at, so I'm just going to look at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. Thanks. I'm doing well. How did you feel after that first one that we got, the first episode that we put in? Um, I'm excited. I think that we kind of like had a good conversation, so I think that's cool. And I it's hope, all a learning process. I hope everyone's here for a good conversation because uh, the laughs aren't here. <laughs> no, that's the first laugh right there. Hey. Oh. So um, Halloween's coming up, brother. Yes. And uh Apparently, you guys are excited. If you guys haven't seen, I mean, the wall's orange behind me, and it right. looks like you've been pl- celebrating Halloween forever. My, uh, Halloween is almost like all year round here. I think my wife is one of her favorite holidays, so it's pretty much kind of like dark in this house. Like, but mm. Not the happy, happy Halloween, but like, you know, like Venus flytraps and Jack Skeleton and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Halloween, uh, I, I grew up poor, so I didn't actually have to celebrate Halloween. I celebrated the same Halloween like six years in a row because it's oh, the same costume. That's why it was called Trick or Treat because it was no treats for you. It was just a trick. Yep. It was a tr- what was the same costume, by the way? It was He-Man. It was like the plastic oh. uh, that plastic mask that you wear that cuts oh. into your face. So let me guess. You got it first and it was too big. Yes. And then as the years went on, you grew into it. And then one year it was perfect size. And then Sadly. after that, you outgrew it? Sadly, I never outgrew it. I've been the same size. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I was a small guy. I didn't, I didn't, grow, I didn't grow at all. Well, what about you? What was your favorite costume that you... I was a cholo a lot because we had Pendletons. So hilarious. I just would button it like that. I think I was a cholo for like six years in a row. What's a Pendleton? Uh, you know, oh, it's like a flannel, but it's like checkered. A lot of, like Mexican gang members wear mm. them. Is that the brand or is that like the style? I think that's the style Pendleton. Pendleton. Because there's, there's a Camp Pendleton. Yes. The way in San Diego. In, in San Diego. Yeah. It looks like the tits. That's how you know you're almost there. That's San Onofre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the boobies. The boobies. Yeah. That's when you're driving from San Diego and you're like, oh, there's the boobies. We're yep. almost there. It's a landmark, right? So you know, yeah, you're yeah. almost there. You're like, hey, I haven't been pulled over yet. So it's a good start. It's a speed trap. You got to watch out. Speed <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, you a penalties. You dressed up like a cholo all the time. Yeah, but but back on San Onofre, I mean that's a nuclear power plant, isn't that what it is? I have no idea. Yeah, I think that's what it is, and I always thought it was strange, like they have a nuclear power plant like, on the base, right there out the ocean. You could see it too, like I don't know. But isn't that the same like nuclear power plant that erupted in or in in Japan? Like, oh yeah, was, yeah. That's still probably a problem, and nobody's talking about it. Yeah. Wow, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, hey, you want sushi? Like, I don't. <laughs> like, hey, what's this third arm growing out of my tit? That's weird. <laughs> I heard that Japanese people are very resilient. Like, they were, they're, like, sharing electricity. Like, half of the country uses it in the morning, and then the other half uses it at nighttime. Like, they're, like, really Crazy. combining. They're not asking for help from outside um, the, for the, from Japan. They're mm. trying to do They're handling it themselves and doing it, like, pretty efficiently. Because like. they handle fuck up. Like, really good. They're yeah. like, hey, hey, we fucked up. <laughs> we'll take care of this. It's our bad. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Clean up, no yeah. problem. <laughs> the best house guests. <laughs> You're like, hey, we fucked some shit up, but we'll figure this out. And hey, we'll even cook for you, but don't eat the sushi. <laughs> it's still glowing. 
there's the beef. You know, you know, so you notice that like everyone's like uh, focusing on the wagyu beef. They're like, hey, don't worry about the sushi. Let's let's yeah. look at the beef now. <laughs> it's all a distraction, huh? <laughs> don't worry about that thing glowing in the back behind me. Eat this beef, Kobe. Yeah. Do you know what a toner looks like? Tuna's always had three eyes. <laughs> You're like, I don't think so. Hmm. Um, have you have you been to Japan? Um, I've been to. No, no, I haven't been to Japan. Korea. Did you do comedy in Korea? Yeah, uh, with like USO. Ah, uh, who uh, who headlined? It was Gabriel Iglesias. I went with the Yin Yang Twins. Hey, little Chuck Liddell. Yeah, right. I was like, the Whisper song was pretty cool. I was like, they probably lived at their parents' house still. They had to record downstairs in the basement. <laughs> and the mom was like, oh, mad. You've been too loud down there. So if they I have to come to... down there one more time. Yeah. And I said, take... I got to take out the trash. <laughs> Wait till I take the trash out. My mom said, I got to take the trash out. So don't be quiet. It's your turn this week. Hey, man, put that beat down there behind that. Sounds dope. <laughs> it's going to be a hit. <laughs> ew, ew. That's funny. <laughs> Chuck Liddell went? Yeah, he got kicked out of the tour, like, after, in Alaska. It was the first stop, and he got kicked out. He got, I mean, can you, can we talk about this? I mean, you know, we can, yeah. Okay, so what gets well, you... First of all, you know he's known as the Iceman, right? Yes. You know why he's called Iceman? Because he liked Top Gun? Well, yeah, or he's, like, <laughs> cold, chilling. Anyways, the first night we get to New York, because that's where we're supposed to all meet, to mm-hmm. go on this around-the-world tour in eight days. With Gabriel Iglesias, Chuck Liddell, Ying Yang Twins, myself, and then uh, some, I can't remember the girl's name, but she sang. But anyways, we get there, and Chuck Liddell has like five hotel rooms in this hotel. Five hotel rooms yeah, for Chuck Liddell. five different girls in each Del- room. Del- and after he's done with one, he goes to the thing and gets the ice bucket, and he says, I'll be back, I'll get some ice. And then he leaves, and he throws the ice bucket in the hallway, and he goes to the next room. So <laughs> he does the next chick, and he's like, right, I'm going to get some ice. And then he goes back and he does. So he was talking and bragging about how he had five girls in different rooms and he was still there. And I was like, Is that how you got your name, the Iceman? And then they started laughing because I never, I don't right. think they put it together. <laughs> but that definitely is not how he got his name, Iceman. But from that, I will always remember him. That's as hilarious. Iceman. But it was crazy. He was like, he was like, he got kicked out of the club because we were partying at the USO club after one of the shows. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he was trying to do that back in the in the room over there, and he was doing that with like soldiers, like, mm. yeah, like mm. their wives and stuff, because they were like off. Wow, it was pretty bad, bro. <laughs> so he ended up. Uh, one and girl passed it, out in the lobby. He just put her in the lobby, passed her out, and went back to the club, and then was trying to bring another chick back in, and then they found the chick had passed out, and then he got he got detained, and then it was crazy, dude. Yikes. Else. We did some crazy we stuff to on the, tour. Yeah, we might have to cut this story out. Not play. We uh, might. I don't know. Because there's know. other stuff, incriminating things that Chuck happened Liddell, too. Doesn't he live here? He lives in Vegas. Yeah, uh, I think so. I don't <laughs> think he would want this story out. <laughs> but it happened. Iceman, I, I'm, I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah, I don't know. Okay. Let's cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> that got we'll weird. That, we'll do that outtakes, maybe. Like, yeah, it'll be like, you'll start the story, and then it'll just cut. Yeah. <laughs> like, two minutes later. <laughs> yeah, we should probably cut this yeah. out. <laughs> uh, so, so, so you were there the whole eight eight nights. Yeah, I was there the whole week. Yeah, we, I can't even remember off the top of my mind. We went to, to Korea, Afghanistan. I mean, we ended the, the tour in Turkey for the uh, Marines, like, 
birthday. It oh, was in shit. November. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we got all tuxedoed out and stuff. Ooh. Gabe hooked it up, man. That's it, dope. It was cool. I've heard amazing things about him as like as a provider for other comedians. Is that yeah. Is that true? It's true. It's true. He's helped me out a lot. He's, I wouldn't have been going around the world doing comedy if it wasn't for him. You know? Right, right. And he's given me a lot of opportunities and stuff like that. And dude, very generous. Kind of like showing you, like, this is how it's done. When you get to this level, like, you got to give back also. He's mm-hmm. always told me, got to give back. Mm-hmm. You know, so. What was like, what's like the one thing, like, if, if, if I were to ask one story about, like, describe Gabriel, like, what would be your one story to, like, encapsulate him? Oh, man. I'm putting you on the spot, I know. bro. There's He's so like, many stories I could think about. Well, like, there's a reason why we call Gabriel the Ice Man, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Gabriel's called the Rice Man. <laughs> Beans and rice. Yeah. <laughs> um, one story that he told me, because he grew up in the same neighborhood that I did, Long Beach. He was from Long Beach, and I was from Cerritos. But there's this park, I don't know if it's Mayboyer. I can't remember, but it was the first time he ever did comedy. He was standing on a park bench. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I remember going to that park. So when he told me that story, I was like, whoa. So it was like from here, for him to reach the level that he's at right now mm-hmm. and then to know that he, I, mean, I, was, I, was th- I was there with him and that. And, oh, you wow. know, like, like that park, I, even though I wasn't there at that time, it, was like, it seems attainable like, to get to a level that because we're from the same ground or right, same area. Right. So when I remember he told me that story, it's sunk in my head. It's nothing like nothing crazy or anything like that but it's just something that stuck home to me I was mm-hmm. like oh he stood on the first time ever do you remember the first time you, you did comedy yeah I did was it at a club cause no. he was like on a park bench <laughs> I, you know? I, like I thought I had like a bad starting but like a park bench I can't even fathom how you start on a park bench. I don't can't see how Gabriel can get on, on a park, park bench. bench. <laughs> <laughs> probably wasn't as as heavy as he was, but but he probably, from my understanding, was up there killing it. I mean, and he's you a know, funny you, guy. you have no microphone, so imagine that kind of experience. Like, and he's from Long Beach, so you know he's got he's got a little bit of. I, I can only imagine he had a little bit of different swagger when he first started on a park bench. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first time I went on stage, I had friends in the crowd, and I thought I was killing. Damn. And then the next time I went up, I had no friends in the crowd, and I bombed real hard. Where? Where was the first time you were going? It was uh, at the Golden Sales in Long Beach. It was a okay. Club. I don't know where that is. Where is that? Uh, is that on the beach? Yeah, or? it's kind of like by the ports, like Long okay. Beach. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, and I went up. And my friends were there. I worked at the library, Sridos Library, and uh, all my friends were there. So I, I was killing. And then I went up like four months later at the comedy store. Oh shit! And I bombed hard. And uh, was it a bringer show? It was one of those search for the funniest librarian. So I worked at the library. So my one of the ladies librarians saw this and goes, Edwin, you do comedy. Like, you should sign up for this and we'll all go and support you. So then I signed up for it and nobody showed up. You know, I'm all waiting. I'm pacing in front. I walked off stage. People were calling me pervert because I had this joke about jacking off with butter. Oh, shit. I, was, I thought it was safer back then. I thought like <laughs> you could just be edgy and no one would. No, no. Apparently, no. butter is where they draw the line. Yeah, because like I was like, the joke is when I was about to come, it was like, burn, 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 and then there was a crown on my head, and I was like, this isn't butter. It's like imperial margarine. Because there was like a commercial back in the days that was like that. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, that? yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and, hilarious. Yeah, and they were like pervert. And I was like, and then I walked backstage, and someone from the green room back there told me, man, that shit is funny. Don't. Don't don't give a fuck what anybody says, man. That imperial f- joke is fucking funny. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Do you set up comics like that too? Like where you know the, sh- the joke is shit and you're just like, yeah, that shit's dope. Keep oh, on doing yeah, it. Yeah, that yeah, fart it, shit. You open with it. Open. You know what? <laughs> open with it. And it's so good. Close with it too. <laughs> Do it twice. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's so good. They're not going to get it the first time. Oh, my they're God. They're going to crush the second time. The first time they hear it, they're going to be like, what? But the second time. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Do it three times in the parking lot after the show. Oh, my God. I've, I've, I've seen a comic get so drunk and, you know, maybe medications or whatever. Mm-hmm. They did the joke and then start over again. Oh. Like the joke crushed. Don't get me wrong. The right. joke crushed. And, you know, that pause break and you go, okay. And then you go on to the next thing. Nah, she started <laughs> over again. Oh, you said she? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we won't name names, but we were out there, and was, we were out of town show, so you know, like, hey, small town, big, big names, you know. Right. And uh, she got that applause break, roaring pause break, and then she just kind of like forgot where she was, oh, okay. and then she goes, "Yeah, you ever tell you the time?" And like, so after the third or fourth time, "Yeah, you ever tell you the time?" Yeah, you just did oh. four times, <laughs> and then she like broke down crying, and I felt bad on stage. Yes, yeah, on stage, oh, and then wow. the DJ had to like play, and because she was she was still trying to muscle through the oh, joke. Oh wow! I tell you the time where we just did. yeah, but just it's sad. But as comedians, like if I was there, I would have probably been backstage laughing my ass off. Like it's so sad we're, that we're that way, but it's like. Because we take that chance every yep. time of me, and when someone else fails at it, it's like, it's hey, fucking funny. Hey, and it sets the bar. As long as you don't tell the same joke five times, oh. you're crushing it. You won. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't lose. Um, that's that's crazy. I've, I I've done something like that, but that's when I've had three shows in one night, like a seven, nine, and eleven. Mm. That third show, you're like, man, did I say that joke yet? Or so you start like forces you to like. Dig through the crates and do something that you know you didn't do. You know I, what I mean? Yeah, I think that's kind of where I struggle because I don't do a lot of two shows in one night. Like mm. I'm, I'm just now getting there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like I, I've actually started to change my shirt. Oh, just, in between shows. Just in between shows, just so I can remember. Like I, I don't know, maybe it's just like a cue, oh, a physical thing. Yeah, physical. Oh yeah. Because you know, for the most part, I kind of look down, not at my feet, but kind of like. And you go, Wait, oh. I said this joke last year. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Yeah. You're like Michael Jordan, how he would change sneakers after every game. game. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so for me, it was just like a mental cue being like, oh, I didn't. Okay, I know where I am. But sometimes uh, jumping, I, I skip a joke. You know, like, oh, here's my set. And I, for some reason, I end up in the, I skip a joke. And it's like, how do you get back? I'm learning these things now. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, um, you have to almost believe in yourself and trust in yourself because there's a time where, when you're on stage, where one second feels like forever, yep. but to the crowd, it's only one or two seconds, mm-hmm. and you got to kind of calm down and breathe and go, okay, it's going to come. It's going to happen. Like, yeah. you know? But sometimes it doesn't come, so then you just got to be like, <laughs> hey, you guys having a good time? Or do you do kind of something like that so you can kind of catch w- yourself? Where are you from, sir? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do for work? <laughs> and you're like, please say Wisconsin. Please say Wisconsin. <laughs> can you imagine being like a doctor or a surgeon, and you don't know, like, the time is critical, right? But yeah. You can't be, like, stalling. <laughs> So uh, what uh, what are you doing here? Are you guys dating? What's that? Uh, yeah. Who can tell me what forceps are for? Forceps. I just realized. Hey, uh, so uh, what are we doing? Forceps. What's uh, what's the deal with forceps? <laughs> yeah, you like the Asian Seinfeld. <laughs> so Korea, uh, Korea, Turkey. Uh, where else have you been? Like outside the country to perform comedy? Um, I've been to Dubai. Oh shit. Um, I've actually went with Gabe there and then went on my own. So I don't know. It's like 
Gabe's like taking people to like Hawaii and uh, other places, but he took me to the Middle East. And I kind of like, there's a fan, I have a fan base out there now. Like oh, the shit. most I ever got paid was doing gigs out in the Middle East. I heard, I've heard good money. Yeah. Like, but I don't think money. I, I don't want to go back and do those shows there anymore. I feel like it's like, I got paid well, but I feel like I really like sold out my, my country a little bit. Like, cause the Filipinos out there are treated like slaves, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then they're not the ones coming to my show. They can't afford it. So it's like Middle Eastern, you know, people coming out. So mm. uh, they're, I'm all making fun of Filipino people and they're loving it and stuff. But I feel like, damn, I'm like selling out my people, like, you know? And I had to do an hour clean. And you can't talk about this and that and that. So I was really restricted. So I just milked the fuck out of making fun of Filipinos. And they <laughs> ate it up and loved it and paid me really handsomely, yeah. you know. And I walked away feeling like I, I feel bad. Like, yeah. I'm not going to do this anymore. I, I think um, one of the things that really, like, structured how I do my jokes is, like, growing up and, and, and hearing Dat Fan do jokes and then hearing people tell me the Dat Fan jokes. Uh-huh. like, oh. as, And you go, wow, that's just kind of fucking offensive. Like, right. So I try to do all my jokes where if some random person told a random Asian person this joke, uh-huh. it would be like empowering, if anything, you know, it oh, would be okay. insulting. So um, I don't do any accents, which I'm cause, just because I'm horrible at it. Mm. But um, yeah, man, uh, that's that's rough. That's rough. So you so you don't go back to Saudi Arabia? I haven't been or back Dubai. there. Oh, you know, the last time they were trying to get me, I asked for like a ridiculous amount of money, and uh, they they they, <laughs> they said they were oh yeah, but they never got back to me. But to me, it's one of those if you don't want to do a gig, ask for a ridiculous amount of money, yep. and then if they say yes to it, then you're doing a gig you don't want to do, but you're getting paid a ridiculous amount of money. Like, so I was like the value on your soul has just increased. <laughs> <laughs> Um, have you been? Have you done? Have you been in Asia? Have you done comedy like in Asia on your own? Uh, no, never on my own in Asia. I got asked. Oh, I was trying to go out with um, Paulo Gata. Oh yeah. To do um, some shows out there, but I submitted my my tape or my I don't know what it was at the time, and he said that I was too like vulgar and like China's not ready for you. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So China's not ready for me either. So that's why I don't go. <laughs> but I love China. It's funny because Bruce Lee had more success there than he did out here. Oh no, he had a success out here, but it was because of oh, what he did over there. there. Right, right. And, and you know, like uh, I think we talked about it last time, where like if you're Filipino and you can't make it here in America, you go back to the Philippines, you play basketball, oh. or you're an actor, stuff like that. Right. Have, 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 did we have that conversation? We might have. Okay. I mean, it's so. <laughs> I'm so high. We I might have it. Not. Uh, we might not even had just. We just had the conversation. <laughs> I don't know. That, 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 we need, we need to stop talking, uh, basically, in between, in between shows. Yes, because um, there's stuff I want to know, like what happened with uh, Dave Chappelle. Oh, sh- okay. Is so, it, can we switch to that already or yeah, no? Yeah, we can switch to that All shit. Because right, like, I, I was getting ready to Google it because I was like, no, this would be great for, convers- for, for, for the pod. So. So, uh, so Dave Chappelle just won an Emmy for Sticks and Stones, his Netflix uh, special. And uh, he, he, he's been doing shows. Uh, did you know that he's doing shows outside in like Ohio somewhere? Right. So he's doing shows uh, outdoors, socially distanced, and he records his acceptance speech. Speech, and he's like, "Hey, won an award, which is a surprise because critics have, you know, tore it down. Well, now that we won it, you can shut your mouth. You can shut your fucking mouth forever." And um, you know, and he goes on with the speech, but basically, like, he just burned all of the critics that that talk shit about him. Right. And I think that, like, what are your thoughts on, like, first of all, him winning the award and then accepting speeches? I mean, it's great that he won the award, and I think that 
he uses that platform for that. Man, man can right. you imagine um, the fuel that dr- drove him by getting that stuff? So to finally get there and be able to say that, it's mm-hmm. a big fuck you, right? Right, right. So, and Chappelle's always been, to me, like voice of reason or something like what, of what's going on in today's times. Some comedians can just capture it, you know, and he's really, I think he's really good at that. Like, Right. Have you him, worked with him? Chris, no, 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 never have. I'll, I'll Chris call Rock, him. the same way. I'll call him. I'll call him. <laughs> <laughs> He's married to a Filipina. Yes, right? yes. Yeah. And do you find it strange that he kind of never really mentions it? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, he doesn't, huh? He mentions that she's. she's I seen him, her on the special. Yeah. Or one of them, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's with her, and she's. They point out to them in the crowd yeah. or something like that. Right. She meant he mentions it every now and again that he she's Asian, but oh, she, not Filipina, not Filipina, which I find interesting. I don't know. I mean, do you talk about your wife on stage? Sometimes, yeah, I talk about her, but I don't know if necessarily to say I'm, she's Filipina. I mm. just talk about relationship stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I wonder if it's because people just think of Asians as Asian, so. Yeah, or Asian as Chinese. <laughs> Asian as Chinese, yeah. Oh, right? if, if you're Asian, you must be Chinese. Chinese. Yeah, <laughs> just assume that's it, right? And it sucks because I am Chinese, and I just want, like, when they say, are you Chinese? Like, you know that that's the only Asian they know. No. <laughs> and you're like, I want to tell them no. I want to tell him no. Um, <laughs> hey, wh- what kind of Asian are you? And you're like, uh, guess. And you just say no to everything. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> like, when, no, like, no one's going to say Hmong. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's always what it ends up being. <laughs> like, what are, it's like Hmong or Nepalese. Like, it's one oh, of those two. Man, they must hate it. Uh, like, <laughs> uh, like, guess. Uh, like, <laughs> fuck. Chinese, no. Japanese, no. Korean, <laughs> I went through all my knees. I don't know what's next. Yeah, oh, that's uh, there's more. <laughs> Middle Eastern. I don't know. But if people do know, it's really it's Chinese, Japanese, and Korean. Those yeah. are the three, or whatever the one girl, Asian girl that they slept with in high school. Right. That one. They know that one. <laughs> they know everything about that shit. Right. Um, do you do you get that? Like, you, people don't you don't strike people as being Asian like off the top. Assume they assume you're something else. I think. Latino, maybe my, because my last name is San Juan, so my, you know, I get that. People think that. But I think when I grow my facial hair out, I think they think I'm more Latino, but mm. when I have it more like Fu Manchu, I don't know. I don't, I just, I know people, when I was growing up, you know, when we were driving, people would be like, yeah, Asian thing. And so I was like, fuck, I'm Asian? Like, or, you know what I mean? It would hit because I don't think you don't think that you think you're just a human, a person, right? right? Like until someone else points it out, and you're like, "Oh fuck, I just been discriminated on." Like, right, mm. right. Well, you know, for for me, I just assumed that the people would do that because I'm Chinese, but it turns out they do that to all of the Asians. Asians. Yeah, <laughs> you go, "Wow, that's." I thought that was our shit. I thought, <laughs> I thought we owned that. Yeah, I thought you were. <laughs> fuck, I felt special for a few minutes. <laughs> No, um, you're just the number four special. God damn. Hey, <laughs> well played. Well played. Um, man, yeah. I uh, So congratulations to to Dave Chappelle for, for winning that shit. Um, yeah, he's one of my favorites, I think. Oh, my heroes. When I worked at the library, I was shelving books, and they had a book about comedians, and mm-hmm. it was him on the front cover. Really? Before I even started doing comedy, and I was like, whoa. I, I remember stealing the book, cutting out all the comics and shit, and then I placed them on my wall. So that's when I wanted to be a comic. But it was him, and he was like, that was when he did um, right after Robin Hood Men in Tights. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, but they had him up there. Because he, he started comedy when he was like, what, what 15? Or 15, 16. 16 yeah. yeah um, and I, I lived in D.C. for four years mm. recently before I moved here. And, uh, you know, Dave Chappelle's from D.C., the D.C. area. And um, I got to meet a lot of the comics that were influential to him that had been doing comedy for 30 years, like Tony oh, Woods wow. and stuff like that. So just to kind of be around that kind of vibe, like I, I thought I learned a decent amount about comedy on top of what I already knew. So you worked with them before too? Uh, I not with Dave Chappelle. I've been in the same room, but you know you kind of go. <laughs> so whatever. Are you starstruck? A little bit, because you just kind of need to find with anything, right? You need to find like a way into a conversation. Yeah. And I, what I find funny is being Asian that. Um, uh, a lot of random people come up to me like, "Oh, you're Chinese? Well, my wife is Asian, right? You know, like soy sauce. Oh my god, god. that's amazing! Yeah, and I didn't want to go up there and be like, your your wife is Filipina, right. so is my wife. <laughs> right, <laughs> like that was right. that's a horrible way to start a conversation. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I got to hang. I, I I'm close with Tony Woods that like um that. You know, got a shout out from uh, Dave in his uh, Mark Twain Award, and was really influential. But just kind of be around, you know, in a different city, being able to live there was like I learned a lot. Yeah. Sick. That's yeah. cool. Uh, so You've lived in a few places, huh? A few places. Uh, I grew up in Boston. Right. I uh, moved to L.A., and then I moved to D.C., and I lived in Albuquerque for like eight months. Right. And then I'm now I'm here. Yay! Yay. Boston uh, to L.A. That's crazy. Those are the two rivals right there. That's the thing. Uh, not, not in 2006. Uh, Dodgers were horrible. Like they were never gonna go to the World Series. Oh, okay. So when you were there, it wasn't at all. Right. And now, so are you a are are you a Lakers fan or a Celtics fan? <laughs> Motherfucker, please. Celtics fan. <laughs> of answer, course. Right? Oh. Of course. Okay, because you were there longer and probably younger, yeah. influential years. Uh, even though I wear a Dodger hat, which is like you know throws people off, I am I'm I'm a Boston fan across the board. Oh, across the board. So across Red board. Sox too. Red Sox. Um, I just like the Dodgers because I didn't think they. When I started cheering for them, I was like, "Oh, they're never gonna win. They're never gonna win anything." And now it looks like they might win something. Well, a true fan is being with the team that doesn't win anything. That's right? exactly my point. And that's the thing yeah. what bothered me about LA so much was that like when the Clippers are good, everyone cheers for the Clippers until they lose, and then they're like, "Oh no, I've been a Laker fan." You know, oh, Clipper fans are the worst. I hate them. They I always bash on the Lakers so much, and they haven't won anything. Oh, so when they, they lost, I was so I was so happy. <laughs> Plus, I won a hundred bucks on that too. Yeah, I had, I had bet. Yeah, sad. I, I bet like, um, if the Lakers lose to Denver this series, yep. I'm gonna win like a thousand dollars. I know. So it's like hey, it's kind of like if I lose, yep. my team loses, I'm sad. But hey, at least I get a consolation <laughs> prize, thousand bucks. People are like, oh, that sucks. You're betting against your team, but I'm like, damn. Hey, any real better? Any real better goes. Well, I mean, it's a dog, so for you don't bet with your heart. Yeah, right? you, you bet, bet with your, your wallet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you bet with your wallet. You bet bro. with your wife's wallet. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> that, yeah, my wife. Like I, I played poker for two years when I met my wife. Okay, and like online or playing? Like? Uh, mostly in person. Mostly Ooh, in person. Okay. And uh, you know, you don't need a lot of money to survive. You just need a couple hundred bucks a day and keeps you from not working at Best Buy. Okay. And uh, now my wife will not allow me to go into a casino. Not that I have the issues, but it's like, especially with COVID, mm. eh, maybe just sit at this table. Let's let's buy you something pretty. <laughs> She's like, no, just go get a job. <laughs> uh, so what about... Um, Poker is a commitment though, right? Like once you sit behind the table, you're there at least a few hours, right? Or um, is it in and out quick? Yeah. You could be not really, huh? It depends on the day. And that was the beauty about, uh, about poker was like, 
you know, maybe two hours, maybe eight hours. But wow. as soon as I got my two hundred fifty bucks, I'm out. out. Okay, yeah. so that was you had you had a limit. Yep. yep. And then how deep would you go into like trying to get back? Because if you were like. Didn't get to that 250. How deep do you go into the well to try to get back we're to the not. We're not going to talk about that, okay? <laughs> okay? I'm just saying I've made rent every month without any issue, okay? Okay, all right. Okay. You're not at the meetings. Yeah. <laughs> so everything's okay. okay. You're not at the meetings. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, so tell me uh, about week one or week two NFL. Um, the Raiders' first home game, how did that go? It was awesome, right? We looked like crap the first beginning of the game, and then we played well, and then got a lead, and then we played kind of crappy towards the end, but we did enough to win. Raiders are two and zero. That's freaking. It took amazing. an epidemic for us to get the two and zero, but we did it. And there's no one there to see it. <laughs> the black hole is literally a yes. black hole. And it's now the Death Star. It's like uh-huh. a the black hole is in the Death Star now. So it's where your your hopes and dreams come to die. Yeah. Raiders. <laughs> Are you a big Star Wars fan? Yeah, I loved Star Wars growing up, of course. Yeah. Um, and I had a lot of toys of Star Wars toys, but I moved on. I was like, oh, this is for little kids. So now I collect Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this little kid shit. Give me some of that comic book shit. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's funny. Um, but so t- it was uh, 34 to 24, right? Was that the score? I believe so. How does it? Um, f- they beat the New Orleans Saints, who just beat the Buccaneers. <sighs> How does that I, feel? I feel bad because, you know, my theory of don't bet with your heart. Yep. So I, I bet like 50 bucks on card to like throw an interception. And because the odds are like plus 130, right? And what happens? He doesn't throw an interception and Drew B- Brees throws an interception. And Drew Brees threw an interception to a dude who's wearing, I don't know his name, but he had fifth number 50. Uh huh. And that's the jersey I was wearing, number 50, because I got yes. it for my birthday on my 50th birthday. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh! Like it was total like jinx curse throwing up gang signs. Oh man, I was like, that's my number. I picked it. I threw the pick. He got the pick, but I didn't get the pick because I lost the bet. I've been losing bad lately. I bet Anthony Davis last night to get or the last game to get over twenty seven and a half, and then he gets twenty seven. Oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, and then the other guy, what's the big fat kid's name? Joker. Joker. Yeah, y- y- he was Joker. supposed to get twenty three and a half, and he got twenty two. Fuck. I know. And he had 22 points at the third quarter. Yes. So I'm like, he's got a whole quarter to get just two points. And he didn't score. How? Because I bet on it, of course. So he didn't score. Like, how deep do you get gambling? Like, like, are you going to go, like, uh, Gatorade color? Or are you going to go, like... What do you mean Gatorade color? Like, Oh, you don't know the Super Bowl bet? No, no. What's that? So they'll say, like, whatever the winning team, when they dump it, mm-hmm. like, what color oh, is that? Color, oh, wow. You don't. Oh, I might. I might bet that there's so many props that it gets exciting. Yeah. How long will this uh, national anthem be? Like, what's the craziest bet that you've put on? Uh, the craziest bet. Craziest. Uh, bet. Oh, I don't know if I did national anthem. Like, what? What bet is embarrassing to you? I, I always bet the field goal kick the first score to be a field goal. Okay. And it's kind of embarrassing because everybody's like going for touchdowns, but the odds on it are really well. If but how, like, how's how's your what's your record look like? I'm pretty maybe like seventy five percent. I get that. Because okay. think about it, teams drive down the field. If the defense stops them in the red zone, yep. you know you just want to get three points up there. So it's really likely to get that. And then you can still bet the first touchdown bet. That's a good bet because those odds are like plus a thousand for like the tight end to get the touchdowns. Like oh, okay, 
Damn. We're in Vegas, so you can you can drop these bets any day of the week. It's funny because I'm Filipino by nature. We like to gamble. Yep. It's really dangerous. I haven't really stepped like you in casinos. I don't really step in it, but now the betting app is on my phone. So I could place bets from my house while I'm taking the shit, like uh, yeah. oh I'm watching my money go down the drain with my <laughs> my poo. But I mean, um, it's weird. It's because you could put five dollars on a soccer game and it becomes the most exciting soccer game in the world. Yeah, like, I can't stand watching some sports, but I was watching like, you know, curling. Oh shit! Because <laughs> I had five bucks on it, and I'm like, "Come on, go!" <laughs> you're like, "I don't even know what it is." It's yeah, like, you're you're literally waiting for the app to tell you if you won or not. <laughs> yeah, because you don't even know how to keep score. That's f- yeah, because curling is the uh, the ice, and it's like shuffleboard on ice, right? Yeah, I've watched the most. I had like hundred bucks on a soccer game, and. It was the most exciting soccer game, and the score was a 0-0 tie at the end of the game. I fucking hate soccer for that exact reason. I know. Right? 0-0, and I'm excited because I had 100 bucks on it because I bet tie. <laughs> so I was like, come on, don't score. On, keep on running around. <laughs> Just run around longer. Kill the tie. It's 90 minutes of O and O. Like, that, yeah. that is the worst game ever. So many games you lose in soccer by tie. Like, oh, that's a good bet also to bet tie because a lot of times they don't score. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. That that's crazy. I I refuse. I know nothing about soccer. I just I see whatever it is. Twenty guys just running around and shooting, and nothing happens. And you go ninety minutes of this shit. I wasted my time. It's I watch soccer, and then I watch Major League Soccer. That's in the United States versus the European and the World Club. And you could tell the the difference of how well good they are in the European leagues versus America because it's relatively new. Right. But soccer, the great thing about it. Is the money, but it's the it's the world equalizer sport. That's why I was in the Olympics because it's one ball, eleven men mm-hmm. from each country. So mm-hmm. who's who's the best? Right. right so right. it's like you know, there's no weapons, there's no padding. It's just when I went to Mexico, I was watching kids play in the street, but they play with a smaller ball, mm, yeah. uh, and it's heavy. And they play like basically in the street, so it's like between cars with slippers probably and yeah, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> barefoot. Damn. And, it makes sense when you see, like, you know, Brazil's phenomenal. Uh, Mexico's pretty good. Uh, all these third world countries being good. It's like, yeah, they play, they literally play barefoot. You put a $100 cleat on them, they're fucking pumped. Right, exactly. <laughs> Plus, it's like a way to them to feed their family and get out of the state that they're living in. Yeah, you know? and, like, it, and you see, like, uh, what was the Nadal, not Nadal, uh, Neymar, basically all of the all these kids getting a hundred million dollars, and they're just like getting crazy. Like, yeah, I'd do wow. the same thing. Right? They have to have bodyguards to hide and protect their families because in those third world countries and stuff like that, they get held for ransom and stuff like that for yeah. money. Like, you know what I mean? That's crazy. Like, was it Mano Ginobili from San Antonio? He's yep. from that uh, the Spurs that happened to him and his family, like Damn. in Argentina, like or something like that. I didn't know that. Yeah, they they go after it. That's yeah, they they get after it. They get after it. Like why is the it's Fili- a hustle? Why is the Philippines not good at soccer? Like that's my question. I know they have so many rice fields. They can make a soccer field one of those places. <laughs> they love basketball though. They love basketball and they're short. Like we are built perfect for soccer because Filipinos have strong legs, low center of gravity. Thick yeah, caps. you're seeing how fat the Filipinos are. Quick too. I don't yeah. know why we don't play soccer more. Yeah, because we want to play basketball, and they're all guards. They have to get import players, right, right, to yeah. be any good, right? 
And even then, you're like, you watch a PBA game, and you're like, okay, this is, you could tell. You could tell they're just, okay. Right, right. But, like, soccer, it's like, you guys, boxing? Yes. That, that yes. was the crazy thing when I went to the Philippines. I just assumed everybody would be boxing. Okay. Not a single, not a single soul boxing. Dang. Everyone was playing basketball, and I was like, you know, like, the greatest boxer of all time. Right. No? Okay. You didn't see the... Hmm. <laughs> You don't see how that relates to you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Um, it is crazy. Because, man, that's a, ticket, that's a way out. Yeah. Because in theory. You I guess you don't, don't want to get hit in the face. <laughs> Basketball is a little more finesse. But we don't have the height for it. We're not built right. for it. The height. Um, but there's literally every little um, barangay, like every little town, every little village has a basketball, like a covered basketball court. Every one of them. Yeah, and we don't, we're not built for it. You don't see Samoans trying to go out and play in, like, basketball. Or you know ballet. What I mean? Or like, ballet. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're just not, you're not built for this, like, play your lineman. Right. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Line def laughs> well, you imagine trying to see Filipinos trying to play linemen? Like, <laughs> you're going to get sacked all the time. <laughs> Unless he brings a Bali song. like, <laughs> but, Which is the, the butterfly knife, Yeah, right? the butterfly knife, yeah. But I mean, you know, stick to your sport. Do you see the Filipino divers? Yes. Oh my God, was that the most? Like, I was so proud. <laughs> they were so embarrassed. But afterwards, when they did their dives, they were in that little wet pool together and yep. they were high fiving <laughs> each other because they were like, "Dude, we got a free trip to here. We got free meals. We're on TV." But it was the worst dives ever. ever. Like, no form. Ever. Did you see it, yeah, right? I saw it like zero, zero, like, like, <laughs> like belly. They, it was they were in the backyard at like <laughs> wet and wild <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? Right, right. And that is like, that is the only reason why I watch diving now. I'm like, somebody fuck up. Dude, I, I got to think that they calculated it because like, they can't just get there by doing that. So they had to follow the rules, do all the dives right. But the day of the dive, they probably told them, hey, let's fuck this up real bad. We're not going to win. We're not going to win. We're going to be on the news. People are going to talk about us on their podcast. They're gonna be, we're going to be famous for this. That, that comedian, Edwin San Juan, he's going to bring us up because he's going <laughs> to see it. They made the news, they bro. Did. It was so bad. It's the best meme ever. Like, it, like there's memes. There's videos of it. But yeah, maybe they. But could you imagine? Filipinos got to get famous for that stupid stuff. The prison guards dancing, the Michael Jackson thriller. That's People hilarious. come up to me. You're Filipino. Oh, I love the prison guard movie thing. Dance. Yeah, like, it's so the worst. Filipinos were doing TikTok before TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Chinese got the credit for it. <laughs> Didn't Chinese yeah. invent TikTok? Yeah, that's right. right. No. That's hilarious. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, so uh, before we get out of here, uh, Vegas is opening up the bars. Yeah, the bars. What are your thoughts? I think that's great news. Hopefully, it goes to the next level because I think shows and entertainment is the next phase after bars opening up. Because we are the least essential. Yes. <laughs> we are apparently the least essential workers. I've never felt so non-essential in my life, bro. I've always thought that we were making people laugh and spreading joy. Yep. And it was important, you know, yep. people's life. And now there is a big cloud over us because of the virus and stuff. And I feel like we really do need to create that and do that right. and bring it out there. Right. And, I mean, I feel like if you can go out to dinner and the bars are open... Like, why can't we have do that, but do comedy there? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, have you heard of any comedy shows opening or any comedy clubs in Vegas opening? Uh, no, I mean, I have, I'm doing a show, the secret show oh, you're this doing weekend. Show, yeah. Which is 
like that's how and, bad that's how bad comedy is right now. Yeah, where you have to buy the ticket and the day of get the address to where it is. Yes, it's like an underground thing, right? It's like a speakeasy. <laughs> yeah, it's we're reverting to it. It's kind of cool, actually. I'm so I'm excited about doing it. Whatever the trap house version of comedy is, we're doing that apparently. Yes, yes. But that's good though. Uh, this will be the first time you've gone up in like almost 200 days. Almost 200. It'll probably be close to that. 190 something. 25,600 men. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready, honestly. Like I, I. I don't think I remember like my setups and premises, my order. Like, I listened to my set the other day, and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty good." Like, <laughs> this like, guy's got a future. Oh my god! Because <laughs> I always hate, hate listening to myself, yeah. and when you hear the same thing over and over, like you want to hear it again. But when I played it back, I was like, "Dang, I don't know if I can." Because you, I remember my stuff in chunks. So right. it's like, okay, this chunk follows that chunk, and that chunk follows that chunk. But then I'm like, okay, do I remember what I'm saying in the chunks now? Because I remember now the links, but. Now the meat of it, it's like, oh, do I remember all the tags? Do I remember all that? Because it's forty-five to an hour, so I don't. Yeah. We'll are, see. Are you gonna do? Are you gonna do forty-five and? I'm gonna hour do hour? at least thirty-five to forty-five. Because I think there's just three of us on the show, so yeah, that's crazy. You should come do a guest set. I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm yeah. gonna have to come Saturday. Yeah, up there. So this is Friday and Saturday, but yeah. Friday and Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah come Sunday. I'll be there Tuesday. I'll be there Tuesday. That sound good? Hey guys, what happened to the secret show? It's so uh, secret. Today? No, in two days. Oh, two days. Not today. Two, two in days. two days. Um, no, but at least there's some comedy going on. You know, like uh, it's not promising though. I'm, it's it's sad. I'm at my wit's end, bro. I'm scared, like how I'm gonna like pay for my mortgage and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's kind of scary, bro. It's getting grim. And, 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 you know, people always say, well, why don't you just go back to work? Just go back to work. And you kind of go, well, I would love to go. I would love to go back to work. But you would never tell a doctor. Be like, oh, well, why don't you just work at Best Buy? You know? <laughs> hospitals go, go, go work at fucking T-Mobile. It's true. Although someone did say, oh, the, why don't you work at the weed shop? And I was like, you know, it's not a bad idea. Like, have you <laughs> do what? What would you like me to do with the weed? Roll shot? some joints. You mean break up the bud? <laughs> with the, with your wrist? Like, what do you? Uh, yeah, and that that's always my biggest frustration doing this is just go back to work, just go get a job, Edwin. Yeah, it's wild, right? Because Vons and Ralphs, those are essential jobs. Like, I don't know if I could even push carts or bag groceries, but dang, would I have? If that wouldn't be enough to like. Yeah. Cover anything. Right. Just you make me feel more hurt and pain. Target's paying 15 bucks an hour, and you go, wow, that's great for Target. But when you have a mortgage, $15 an hour doesn't meet the Target. <laughs> it's very off Target. Arc, off Target. Arf, off Target. You <laughs> fuck this guy. Uh, great. So, um, Secret Show, Friday, Saturday. This will probably not be out by then, but. Uh, uh, but we know what? I killed it. Yeah, hey, you know what? I was hold on. cut to. Hey, I was there. Thanks. Fucking amazing. Oh man, bro, you you did great too. I couldn't follow you for the first five minutes. I, was like, <laughs> I, I gotta go after this Asian guy that doesn't do accents. <laughs> oh man, no, I'm not gonna get. Res I can't do mine now. Yeah, so all the people that don't want accents, they show up early and leave early. But everybody <laughs> that wants accents, show up way late. That's hilarious. Um, anything else you want to promote? Um, I, no, I don't know what else has got going on, man. I got shit. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna be here with my daughter doing TikToks. What's your TikTok? It's um, Casa San Juan. C A S A S A 
and J U A N. Thank you. I was struggling. It's Spanish for house, even though I'm not Latino. <laughs> so, but this is how it goes down at our house. So I just Casas, thought Casa yeah. San Juan. That's dope. That's dope. Because it would be weird if it was like something else. It's like French. It's like uh, La Maison. San Juan. To, to San Juan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was fun. Um, so uh, what else What else is your social? What, what else socials? Um, I got my TikToks, uh, Casa San Juan. I got my Instagram, Edwin San Juan. Um, I don't have Twitter anymore because I thought I was going to blow up. So I deleted it because Twitter comes back and haunts you. Every 10 years? Yeah. So maybe I'll start another one up, but I think that's it. It's just Instagram, also Edwin San Juan. Dope. Loy Lee, Loy Lee Comedy. Um, this is good for the second episode. And we're going to do this. We're going to keep on doing this. We're going to keep on doing this. We're going to keep on. I'm committed to it. Um, this is the only I way I get to it. hang I'm out com- with you. Yeah, I feel like I'm working. <laughs> you look like you're at a job interview. You're like, well, you know, I love, I love I'm stuff. Flexible. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of job <laughs> interviews do you go to? <laughs> It's the ones that my wife sends me on. I don't know. <laughs> hey, someone's going to pay the mortgage somehow. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you guys very much. Say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.